Hey, 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 this is Dr. Sutton with MDI Prep. And today we're going to be talking about something that's important on your INBDE exam, and that is pharmacology. So today's episode will be basically looking at an important topic, an important pharmacological topic on the exam, and those are going to be called bisphosphonates. And one of the ways that they ask the question on the IMBD exam, they'll give it to you in a patient box. And the patient box may go something like an 80-year-old male uh, with stage 4 prostate cancer. He has uh, prostate cancer that has metastasized to the colon. And he's been on IV Zometa uh, for about two years. And he came in with this uh, oral finding in the mouth. And you can obviously see that it's osteonecrosis of the jaw. Now, this would be a dead giveaway if they talk about osteonecrosis of the jaw and the fact that he was on a bisphosphonate. That would basically be one of the reasons or one of the answer choices you would be looking at as the cause, basically due to the bisphosphonate. So let's talk a little bit about the bisphosphonates and the type of questions that they might ask you regarding bisphosphonates. First of all, what is a bisphosphonate? So the bisphosphonates, the best way to think about it is this. You give bisphosphonates to individuals that have uh, increased osteoclast activity. And that's a word that you might want to remember for the exam, osteoclast. So there's something called an osteoclast, which is basically a cell, a bone cell that actually helps increase bone resorption. So actually the bake breakdown of bone. I like to say osteoclast. The class has the letter C in it. And I always say osteoclast, the C stands for crack the bone. So whenever you crack bone, calcium will spill out into the blood. So with increased osteoclast activity, guess what? You're going to have an increase in blood calcium. Osteoblast Remember the word B, blast, means bone formation. So you're actually building bone. So typically, um, bisphosphonates are going to be used in situations where you have increased osteoclast activity. Okay, everybody got that? Now, whenever you're looking at the the bisphosphonates, you want to think about this. If an individual, and always think about what type of patient is going to benefit or what type of patient would benefit from a bisphosphonate. It's going to be the type of patient that's actually having some type of bone resorption problem. Okay. So it can be a woman who is in menopause. It can be someone who has cancer and the cancer is metastasized. Uh, But again, you're going to see again, high levels of calcium in the blood. And that's going to be due to that bone resorption. So, Understanding that there are different ways that you can identify bisphosphonates and the the best and easiest way to remember is that the bisphosphonates is going to end with N uh, D R O N A T E dronate. If you see dronate at the end of the word, then you know that that is a bisphosphonate. Okay, so D R O N A T E means it's a bisphosphonate. Now, the basic way um, that they're going to ask you about the bisphosphonate, they may ask, okay, how does it work? What's the mechanism of action? And really, the thing that you want to look for is any mechanism that's basically going to be decreasing or blocking the osteoclast activity. 
And they can do this through uh, several different processes. One is through a process called uh, HMG-CoA. HMG-CoA reductase is basically the uh, enzyme. It's a rate-limiting enzyme for cholesterol synthesis. And basically, HMG-CoA can be converted all the way down into cholesterol. Well, what happens is with the bisphosphonates, these bisphosphonates basically can inhibit osteoclastic activity and they inhibit the bone. They basically inhibit bone resorption. So that's the good thing about the bisphosphonates. The next thing that you want to know about is why do you need the bisphosphonates? So think about this. Any type of uh, patient box that they give you, maybe about a postmenopausal woman somebody who has Paget's disease of the bone, that's a big one on the test. Trust me, if you hear Paget's disease of the bone, uh, one of the indications or one of the things that you can use bisphosphonates is for Paget's disease of the bone. But anything where you think that the bone is being broken down, that would be a reason. Cancer, things like that, okay? Now, the other thing that they can ask you about are contraindications, right? What are some of the contraindications for bisphosphonates? One, if somebody has an active, active upper GI disease, that could be a problem. If somebody is, uh, has renal insufficiency, that could be a problem. Hypocalcemia. Now think about that one for a second. Contraindication for bisphosphonate is hypocalcemia. Hypo meaning decrease. Calcemia means calcium in the blood. So if you have decreased calcium in the blood, right, then what would be the purpose of a bisphosphonate? You remember, again, bisphosphonates are used when you have increased calcium in the blood due to bone resorption. OK, now, those are things that are going to be questions, things that you definitely might see on the test. They they don't typically ask you any basic science questions like the hormones, so to speak, so, for instance, the parathyroid hormone is the hormone that is responsible for cre increasing blood calcium. And it increases blood calcium due to an increase in osteoclast activity. If they ask that question, they are talking about the parathyroid. So just say, for instance, they uh, an individual has a parathyroid that is overactive. If it's overactive, it's going to increase osteoclast activity. It's going to increase more bone resorption, and that could be a problem. So if they ask a question about any hormone related to bisphosphonates, they're going to be probably talking about the parathyroid hormone. Okay. Now, uh, multiple myeloma has also popped up on the exam. So multiple myeloma is another condition. We know it's a condition where it's affecting plasma cells. But again, it all boils down to the same thing. If you have bone resorption, Bisphosphonates can be an indication for that. The final thing, well, the last two things I'll be talking to you about is how do you manage osteoporosis? Because sometimes they'll ask those questions. So uh, when you have osteoporosis, you don't just jump to a bisphosphonate. That's not the first thing. So always look for calcium, vitamin D. Those are the first couple of things that you're going to be looking for. Bisphosphonates can be used. Um, in addition to parathyroid hormone, but calcium, vitamin D are the first things that you're going to be thinking about bisphosphonates. Then basically if those two things don't work, then you're going to be looking at bisphosphonates for your test. Okay. Now, the other thing is Paget's disease of the bone. Know how to identify it. 
So sometimes they may not call it Paget's disease of the bone. They may call it osteoitis deformans. Either way, they're talking about this bone destruction problem. Okay, basically, that's the second most common bone disorder in the U.S. Okay, they don't know what is the reason behind it, but that's the second most common. And usually it's going to affect like the pelvis, the tibia, uh, areas like that. And a lot of times, uh, individuals with Paget's disease of the bone are asymptomatic. They don't even know they actually have it, and they actually may just go in for something else and find out they have it. And it will show, like sometimes you'll see maybe the bones look a little bit more, they, they bend a little bit more. But Paget's disease of the bone, on your patient box, look for typically someone who is over 55. More than likely, it would be a man. Not, not that it only happens in men, but on your patient box, look for someone who's over 55, typically a male. Um, they could have, um, you know, definitely some bone pain. They could have some type of uh, uh, deafness because of the inner ear bone. So they could have some vestibular nerve damage, things like that. Also, the thing that you want to look for, if they're talking about Paget's disease of the bone, is x-ray. So in the x-ray, you're going to see some lytic and sclerotic lesions. Those are some of the things you're going to see. And also maybe widening of the bone cortex. And obviously bone deformity. These are things that they can explain in the patient box. In the urine, if they look for something in the urine, you may see some collagen. And this collagen is normally due to the high bone resorption. Okay? Again, what, how do you treat it? Bisphosphonates is one of those treatments. Long-term use of bisphosphonates, what could we look for? Osteonecrosis of the jaw. Okay, that's one of the side effects. Now, once you've understood those concepts, pretty much that's what you're going to need in order to answer the questions on the exam. Now, don't forget, there are oral bisphosphonates and there are IV bisphosphonates. All of the bisphosphonates end with dronate, D-R-O-N-A-T-E. I always like to think of the oral bisphosphonates with the mnemonic RACE, R-A-C-E, which is R-I was rhizodronate, alendronate, clodronate, and etiodronate. So those are your oral bisphosphonates. IV bisphosphonate, the IV bisphosphonates, think of zalendronate. Uh, I always say, you know, when you're thinking about IV, you want to make sure the IV is nice and snug. So you want it closed. So zip the IV. Zip, Z-I-P. Zalendronate, ibandronate, and pomidronate. Z-I-P. Those are your IV bisphosphonates. Now, if you noticed, you could see that ibidronate is also an oral bisphosphonate. Both of those can be oral or IV, Okay. But the take-home message is this. Oral bisphosphonates, remember alidronate. Starts with the letter A. IV bisphosphonates, remember zalidronate. Starts with the letter Z. So I always like to think of that your bisphosphonates can go from A to Z. A meaning oral, uh, Z meaning IV. Okay? Now, your oral bisphosphonates are going to be really good, again, you know, for like osteoporosis, things like that. Okay? Um, your IV, think about IV. IV is going to be really good for those things that have some type of malignancy, hypercalcemia of malignancy, Paget's disease of the bone, some type of metastasis of the bone. 
Um, those are the type of things that you're going to think about with IV bisphosphonates. Once you do that, the mnemonic that you want to remember for your bisphosphonates is dronate. D-R-O-N-A-T-E. The D stands for dysphagia due to corrosive esophagitis. So with those bisphosphonates, just remember you can get corrosive esophagitis and that can lead to problems swallowing. That's dysphagia. Remember that bisphosphonates are renally excreted. So that's the R, renal excretion. The O, bisphosphonates can cause osteonecrosis of the jaw and the femur. That's the O. The N, bisphosphonates can be either nitrogen or non-nitrogen containing. The A, bisphosphonates can go from A to Z. A is the oral alendronate. Z is the zalendronate, which is the IV. The T in dronate stands for tackles osteoclast. The way that it works is that it basically inhibits the osteoclast activity. And the E stands for extra calcium is the indication for use. So remember the mnemonic for bisphosphonates. D-R-O-N-A-T-E, which is the last few letters that rep, uh, represent the bisphosphonates. Hope that this was helpful and stay tuned for our next uh, podcast regarding what's important on the IMEDE. If you are preparing for your IMEDE anytime soon, we do have some rapid review sessions, uh, which basically last three days. The rapid review sessions actually cover the high yield material for the IMEDE. We also have full class lectures that last three months And if you're interested in any of those, feel free to reach out to us on our website at www.mdiprep.online. Or you can either give us a call at 1-888-827-9881. Hope you enjoyed this. If you enjoyed this, please leave us a comment. Uh, Also like our page. Uh, We appreciate that and we wish you the best on your exam.